Hey everyone, welcome to episode 151 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We're back again this week with a special guest and minus two more. Jeff and Andy could not be here with us today, but we do have that special guest, FHC member, master gardener, straw hat model, cockroach hater, but all around nature lover. And that's at least from what I've gathered. Brad Jones. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Did I miss anything? Well, actually, master gardener is a technical term that I do not possess. So I don't believe that's, that. That's, um, I've seen you in the me. garden. Yeah, but there, it's a, it's like, you know. Is that a real certification? It's a real thing, yeah. It's really? Like, it's not quite like doctor, but you, yeah. It's a, not, it, it's a certification. It's better. Yeah, well, it's I don't have it, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Don't have it doesn't it. matter. Uh, well, in my mind. I'm you, an enthusiastic gardener. How about that? Okay. But when I thought of you, I was like, what what describes Brad? At least the little bit that I know, Brad. I'm like, Master Gardener has to be there. Roachator, definitely. A Roachator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of cockroaches, before we begin this week, I wanted to begin with a few fun facts about a creature who was central to Brad's message this week. The cockroach. <laughs> For instance, did you know? Is this going to make me uncomfortable? Maybe. <laughs> did you know there are 4,600 species of cockroaches? Did you know that? No, but I'm not surprised. Fortunately, only 30 of those actually share human habitat. So the rest okay. of them are apparently yeah. very wild or in places that humans don't live. But there's 30 that can that can live in a house. That's Yeah, that's pretty uh, scary all yeah. in itself. And But the scariest part, largest cockroach, whose name I cannot pronounce, it's Megaloblata something, something, something. Yeah. It measures 3.8 inches and a freakishly and frighteningly 8-inch wingspan. Are you oh. kidding me? Which is impressive to say the least, but it also means it flies. It flies. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. In China, they're roasted or deep fried mm-hmm. and sold on sticks. Nice. Yeah. And no thank you, but just I guess. As, just as a charm, or are we talking about food here? No, talking about food. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe the worst thing possible. There are really good chances that you have eaten a cockroach. Yeah. Or at least parts of it in your lifetime, yeah. because many of our favorite snacks are known to contain a little roach. Yeah. Chocolate bars are the worst offender, really? followed by cheese, peanut butter, popcorn. Peanut butter. List goes on and on. Cereal. Oof. That one, uh, I mean, I'm not really a chocolate bar person, but cheese? Growing up with, yeah, cheese. Cheese and roaches, I wouldn't have, I would not have picked that. I really wouldn't have either, but I guess popcorn too. Can they hide? If they're small enough, can they hide in the kernel? Right. No, it's, it's actually they're hiding in the, before the corn gets processed. And then so. Mm-mm. Not my popcorn. Anyway. All right. Well, that's going to do it, at least for this portion of Cockroaches Did You Know. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. So all this talk of cockroaches may have people wondering, as I was, as you began your message, how this mostly despised and probably more accurately hated creature, the cockroach, was going to figure into your message. And you mentioned that in your role as a teacher, you were less interested in teaching conclusions by asking questions that will lead to conclusions and discoveries you said you enjoy putting people into situations where they have to think, coming to their own conclusions yeah. and beliefs. Based on everything that you did to prepare for the message and your outdoor gardening expertise, what conclusions or discoveries came to you while thinking through this and preparing for this? Wow. Anything um, that just jumps out at you that maybe you hadn't thought of in the same way before you had the message or before you started preparing? Yeah, I think the most fun I had in preparing for that was probably thinking about What's her name? Just lost her name. Or uh, Vivian? Vivian. Yeah, yeah, Vivian Cook. Gotcha. Preparing for that, I got really excited in it because I, I love her and think she's so fantastic and hilarious. It's it's so much fun to watch her. <laughs> she's an absolute joy to be around. A joy, absolute joy. And there's things that 
you know, when you open yourself up to that kind of fun, a lot of times something then will hit you like suddenly that's, and okay. I really thought about how the kind of joy that she derives from that experience on stage with kids that the congregation thinks they're enjoying it the same as she is, but they can't, I, <laughs> they just can't. I'm not, right. I'm not qualified to appreciate what she's appreciating in that moment. And so that really made me think about that is like God and his creation, that there's a relationship that he's having with creation that brings him pleasure yeah. that I can't begin to understand. And I've always thought, well, I can't understand nature. I can't understand God. But I never thought about, I can't understand the pleasure that God's deriving from that. And so that was a big kind of takeaway for me that I, once I felt that, I really want to make sure that I got that across. That was unique as part of the message, and it was something that resonated with me because as you were describing Vivian and the kids and the productions that she's been helping with here, whether it's the choir or the kids, but when you watch her interacting with the kids and you, I think you said something to the effect of, I don't know how this was towards the end of the message, you will interact with God or how you will, right? how you will worship him or how you will see certain aspects of your journey. And you won't have that same experience. We'll right. all have a different experience. And I right. thought to myself, that's so true. We always try to relay God in a way that works for us. No one could have that same experience. And you being more of an outdoor person and in this whole talk that you gave right. about nature and the way you were connecting dots. And I'm like, Man, I never thought of any of that. And I kind of like the outdoors, but I don't think I look at it the same way. I know I don't look at it the same way as you. Right. So how much cooler and how much more of a reason is that for us to share stories and to try to give other people a look into right. how we see right. God? I think that's so important. It's so there's so yeah. much value to that. And you have to you put your own subjectivity in, in check because I'm incredibly subjective and I'm incredibly arrogant when it comes to the idea that I want everybody to think what I think and I want everybody to see what I see. And if you could really hear me, you would agree with me. That's right. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. if I could really be clear in explaining my point, yeah. then you would see things just like I do. And I think everybody's like that. Sure. And, and so I, I do feel incredibly passionate about nature and, I, and I'm not going to apologize for it I, and I'll be arrogant. I'm going to go ahead and say, everyone should know this. You know, every, this is not, and I, I'm trying to think of something I could pick on that people can or French literature or something like that. Uh, no, no, there's going to be somebody out there who's like <laughs> thinking that <laughs> yeah. French literature is relevant to everyone and everything. Sure. But I think that we are nature. And if you, I've met so many people who are like, you know, nature is not my friend. And I just think it's not your friend. It's who you are. Yeah. And so we're, there's an obligation. I, I think you're obligated to look in the mirror and understand yourself and your connection to, you know, the soil and I don't think that's irrelevant to anyone, you know, and so, yeah. I, but I know that other people don't always see that. Nowadays. But as you said that, I just right now, like three people popped into my head <laughs> visuals of like that person, that person, that person who right. I know who right now, if they're listening, are saying no way, no how, don't care. I, <laughs> right. I, I don't do this because right. I feel like nature so often traded just just blindly for right. the comfort and climate control of the indoors, particularly here in Florida. You know, right. summer's right around the corner. And so it's hard to explain to someone. I mean, what do you tell someone? Hey, nature, being outdoors, understanding this connection that we have with God, soil, humans, animals, creation, all these things. 
you can see God's handprint. You can see his fingerprints. Right, you right. can see a reflection of his personality and of his love right. for us in this. How do you go about trying to explain that to someone who is that other person who's like, no, 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 no. Right. I don't, I don't even go to church retreat because that is too, <laughs> it's too much. Fun, it's too, too much roughness. Too much nature. Yeah. Yeah. Too much nature. And I think, um, and I'm going to sound really, you know, subjective here, but I think that's not by accident. I think to work ourselves into that mindset that I am so far removed from the natural world, that's a cultural education that we're taught. Yeah. Over and over again, that and we reinforce it in our own lives and in in the lives of our children. We really remove that sense of being overwhelmed. I mean, the the older you get, and, and I'm I'm getting up there. I think um, <laughs> the more power you have in your own life, why wouldn't you remove conflict in your life sure. or discomfort? Yeah, and, and the more functional you are, to, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. remove yourself from positions of discomfort and when you do that really well then at some point you're no longer overwhelmed by the natural world because you've scaled yourself out of it yeah so far back and once we get to that point where we're no longer overwhelmed by nature then i think we are obviously going to lose touch with its relevance because there's a lot of spiritual connections that we can make that if we're just choosing to just turn a blind eye or just right. like you said, internalize and like, let's just leave that out there. Right. We, if we all just want to live in a, you know, that emoji, I want an emoji of myself. I want a, <laughs> I want a cartoon version of myself so that I don't have to deal with me yeah. as a natural being. Giving this outlook that you're, that you're describing right now, because many of us work indoors. We, and right. like you said, we travel the same urban man-made cityscapes and highways day after day. And I think what you're saying is so important because we forget about our view as our little corner of the earth is something that was created as much as created by us. We live in this cityscape. It's yes. man-made right. versus something that was created for us. And I think we lose that sense of ownership, that well, sense me, of connection. I want to hopefully, I don't want to just completely disagree with you, but I want, I want to examine what you just said. It was, it was made, sure. we really kind of glibly say it was made for us. I think it's given to us. It's shared okay. with us, but that's one, that's another epiphany that I had in that, in that verse that all things were made for his pleasure. He made it for himself. Like the world we're living in that we think is so overwhelming and amazing in many, many ways. Yeah. God made that for himself. And so he likes it that way. <laughs> He's, he's wait, a minute, it. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> right. wait a minute. Are you saying that he likes to, he made the cockroach because he likes it? That's, is, that, is that what you're saying? How could he not, honestly? I mean, that's, or wh why would he not make something that brought pleasure to him? Ultimately, not just like yeah. in individual pieces. Like if you're painting a picture, maybe you don't like particularly like green paint, but if you're painting a masterpiece, you're going you're to reach for that green paint at some point. Probably, yeah. And so- if we pick apart individual pieces, that's what concerns me that we want to do so desperately with nature. We want to pick it apart and say, you know, God likes this element, doesn't like that element. But it, when you back up a little bit, it is a complete picture. It's not just a culmination of individual ingredients. It's a complete picture. Getting back to the cockroach story. Because I felt like this was an idea that we really haven't considered enough. The boy who stomped the cockroach gave his reasoning as Satan made that roach and its only purpose is to scare people. So right. it deserved to die. And I have to say that I'm not completely sure he's wrong here. <laughs> just okay. From my bias. Okay. I, I don't think Satan creates anything. But, okay. you know, and, and just playing devil's advocate. But, you know, I've stomped on verbally and spiritually with the same faith and conviction that 
it got what was coming to it. So other things in my life. Oh yeah. I mean, you just replaced that cockroach with something else right. that I've stomped yeah, it on. Was, yeah. It was easy to talk about the roach. Honestly, the, the roach is the low bar and, and let's talk about that. And then you go home and you think about what's the cockroach oh, in yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that because I think that's the part where when all of this stuff where you can not have answers, you can think about it. You can agonize over it. If you want to, you can call God unjust. You can not like things that God has right. created. You can do all of these things, but if you don't realize that there are cockroaches in your spiritual life that you stomp on every single day and go, wow, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it that way. I didn't even give it a second thought. I just, I just right. squashed it. The heck with that. I just squashed it. Right. End of story. Cause a lot of times we talk about creation and we get into these crazy debates about how old is the earth? Was it a literal seven days? Right. Was it this and this and this? And I'll right. be frank with you on that. I'm tired of it. I don't, yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't no. even care anymore. Right. I really That's... don't because I don't think, Anyone will ever have the answers while we're here on earth. Legitimately, I just don't. And that's a personal thing. That may not be – it's just not something that I want to – It's not the most important question that's I don't want to die in that hill. Right. I'd rather die in the hill of just thinking about it this way, which is what I loved about your message was what's my cockroach? What's right. the thing that I don't like, the thing I would rather not be here, the thing I wish we could extinguish, the thing I would never have well, you to know deal with This again. is the thing that if, if you want to step on a cockroach, step on a cockroach. That's a part of my, what that I yeah, think – Absolutely. I think we – I don't think of nature as sacred as some people might think I do. I think that there's, it's a gift from God. There's things that I don't understand. There's things that I don't like. Yeah. And if I step on a cockroach, that's not an insult to God. No. If I I try and cure, if I'm afflicted with cancer and I go see a doctor, I'm going to fight that thing. Sure. Absolutely. And so I'm, and I'm not going to swim with sharks. You know, I'm I'm not doing that. (laughs) So, I think you can step on a cockroach and say, you know what? I'm stepping on this, not because it's evil, but because I don't like it. Yeah. I wish the kid would just say that. Let's not bring God into this. There's so many things that we are, we feel uncomfortable with our own opinions about things. And we and say, well, this would have a lot more. I could rationalize this a lot more if I could bring God into this. You know, and the, the idea of like the, that commitment about not using God's name in vain. It's not about some swearing when you hit your finger with a hammer. It's when you bring God's name into something where it doesn't belong. And so I think that there's, we do that because oh, yeah. we're uncomfortable saying, I don't like this, you know, and you can. We like to say that, you know, God's grace is enough. God meets us where we're at and we take a journey with God and we, you know, there'll be more things revealed to us as closer we get in relationship with him. But then yet we'll want to jump on this other side and just, you know, like. Yeah, I don't really like your haircut. Yeah. And, and so, it, you know what, guess what? God doesn't like your haircut either. I know. Because that's <laughs> my opinion is God's opinion in case you were wondering. Right. Now, I, I totally get that. And I think, I think we would be much better off. And I think we're our, if we just stayed away from that number one number two i think our society in general is in a position now where the natural assumption is i don't like you because i disagree with you right or you know what yeah mom that i love you but your casserole really yeah. I, don't, I don't like that well i'm usually pretty honest and so <laughs> you kind of have to take a but to, but to be able to tell somebody i yeah. i really love you but i disagree with you yeah and honestly that's just me i wish i wish more people would just say that's just my testimony. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> this have, isn't my sermon. This is just my testimony. Sometimes you just have to let it out. All right. We didn't have an official FHC takeaway this week, but I wish you had gone, Brad, with your gut and put, and put those little Ziploc bags under each seat because I literally snorted, laughed, and just couldn't stop laughing. So I'm like, did he really put those under the seat? Because we weren't here this week. We were at the beach. It was birthday girl day at the beach for my youngest. And so we, I didn't get a chance to see it live, but I'm like, Oh, come on. That's pretty good. 
if you would have taken the time to just well, I, can you I, order those? Somewhere? I can I can set I can hook you up. All right. <laughs> next time, guys. Next time, Brad's here. We're putting Ziploc bags right. under the seat, nice. so you might want to be careful. Yep. But here's a takeaway to consider: What is your spiritual cockroach that you haven't been able to see through the Creator's eyes? What is it about in your spiritual journey that you either have decided that I don't like this, I don't want to deal with this? Maybe it's something that God's putting you through, like a Job experience, but you haven't seen the results, you haven't seen the why, you haven't seen the growth. What is your spiritual cockroach that you just haven't been able to work through? So if you're willing to share yours with us, you can leave a voicemail, send a text to 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. As always, we would include your comments here on the podcast next week or the following whenever you decide to let us know. And the final thoughts this week are from, man, you're sitting right there, Brad. Holy cow. (laughs) That's not a point. Oh, man. Final thoughts this week are from Brad's message. And he said, I pray we'll join the chorus of our beating hearts and the rest of creation and give praise to the one who created all things for his pleasure. And when you remember that, it should give you a little different perspective about all things, the things we like, the people we like, the people we don't, the things that we don't. Ourselves sometimes we're all <laughs> created for his pleasure. Amen. So don't miss the story this week that he shared about the cockroach and the different parts of creation, because I, I really felt like there was a different angle that we don't often hear at church. And it's something to get you to ponder. And again, I don't know if you can answer any questions in your own mind, but at least gives you things to think about and maybe a different perspective about the way that you look at God. So upcoming this week, we have a brand new series on Galatians called One for All and All for One, I believe is the name. It's going to be based off Galatians 3, 23 and 29. And I think it's Andy preaching this week. But to be honest, I don't know for sure because I was expecting that either Jeff or Andy was going to be here today. And usually they answer those questions. So (laughs) we'll just be in a little bit of suspense for next week. So that's going to do it for this week. Thanks to Brad again for a unique and enlightening message and for taking the time to be here with us today. Thanks, Randy. This was fun. Excellent. So as always, do join us again next Wednesday for episode 152. Thanks for listening and have a great week.